0: All right, this is the Big Kid Show. I'm Mr. B, and thanks for kicking it with us, even if it's just for a little bit. Today in the clubhouse with me, we're joined by two of your favorite big kids, Big Nick and Marcus Snack Pack Sullivan. We welcome and appreciate your applause. Today, boys and girls, we'll be playing Branko. This is where us big kids pick a topic place votes, and put them into the big kid supercomputer where the most complex algorithms don't demand, scramble the information, print out the results of our votes in the ever-popular countdown to number one. Mm -hmm. A reminder here that no one knows the outcome of the ranking except for myself and that super big kid computer. So before we get in too deep, big kids, if you haven't already, subscribe, give us a ranking, look us up on social media. We're there, we want to talk to you, we want to hear your thoughts and ideas. We just want to have a good time. All right, today on The Big Kid Show, we honor the great Adam Richard Sandler. Mm -hmm. That's right. Mr. Adam (laughs) Sandler is an actor, producer, recording artist, and screenwriter with over 70 feature films under his belt. Mr. Sandler began his stand-up comedy at age 17 and eventually worked his way up to Saturday Night Live in the early 90s. You might remember him as Theo Huxtable's friend Smitty from The Cosby Show. (laughs) Smitty. He also recorded a double platinum comedy item, They're All Gonna Laugh At You, with familiar hits like Lunch Lady Land at a Medium Pace and The Longest P.
1: No Medium
0: Pace. No. All are comedy gold.
2: They're all gonna laugh at you.
0: Yes. Hey, double platinum. So Mr. Sandler's films have grossed more than two billion. That's with a B at the mm-hmm. box office. And he recently was signed a four movie deal with Netflix worth over 250 million. Whether you like his movies or not, he's a major part of Hollywood, and it has been a part of the industry for many years. So, all right, big kids. Let's see what the big kid computer has calculated, and we'll discuss and review our Adam Sandler rank of movies. We'll cover our top 10 and then dive in more deeply with the top six. So, here we go. Are you guys ready? I am ready. I'm excited. All right. So, first off the rip, we have a tie for number nine. Mm, We have... Fifty First Dates and Big Daddy. <laughs> Ooh. And boys and girls listening there and listening land, our votes were all over the place for Adam Sandler movie. So <laughs> all over the place.
1: Yeah, I had uh, 50 First Dates, I think probably higher on my list than you guys. Because it, it, it's a
0: little, I hate to say chick flickish, but, but it was a good movie. I liked it. And I had Big Daddy relatively high. So... Basically, Big Nick hates those two movies.
2: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll chime in here. I, I do not like the Big Daddy movie. There are some funny scenes and some funny parts. And I actually, I like Adam Sandler in the movie. That little kid annoys
1: the shit out of me.
2: I think he's an <laughs> annoying little kid. And I apologize. He's probably grown up into being a great adult. And he could probably... probably an
1: MMA fighter. Yeah, he could probably...
2: You
0: take care of big Nick well, whenever he feels like he, it, but he's they're twins. So they're going to jack you up two on one. Yeah. Oh. So I
2: don't like you or your brother, son. And, uh, and you know, words. What? The, his love interest in the movie annoys me as well. So it's really like, it's just Man. difficult to watch when you Man. don't, when you don't find the people uh, interesting or Straight up annoying as I do find them in this movie. So, so not a terrible movie, me. just didn't make my list because yeah. there there are ten
0: others that I would prefer to watch. Yes, there were. All right, so coming in at number eight, Big Nick's favorite, Mister Deeds. Hmm.
2: <laughs> it's not my my favorite. It wasn't my number one, but it, I it, had it pretty it, high it, on my list. It was pretty
0: up there, and Marcus and I had zero votes for Mister. What? Deeds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my
2: god. Okay, so that's why uh, it came in quick. at number
0: eight. Real quick. I love Mr. Deeds
2: because I like the good nature. I like his character. He's just this guy that's very casual and he wants to spread happiness to everybody. He doesn't take himself too seriously, nor does he take anybody else too seriously. He wins all this money and he's kind of like, yeah, oh, great. I won this money. Who cares? Like, And most people would go crazy if they won this movie. And here's another thing. Boom. John Totoro in this movie, and that dude is an incredible actor. You He's want me to change your socks? Very sneaky. <laughs> you underestimated the sneakiness, sir.
1: Oh, you kind of snuck up on me there. I am very, very sneaky, sir. I
2: see that. Uh, I love John Totoro. Anything with John Totoro and it gets into my top 10 100%. <laughs> All
0: right, yeah. So Mr. Diggs, Mr. Deed, excuse me, rounding out number eight. At number seven, we have uncut gems Whoa. this is one I, I thought would go higher very um, low and this was a film that uh i mean i think a lot of people thought adam sandler kind of got snubbed for uh, an oscar nomination
1: yeah there was and, a lot of hype around that movie I, I, yeah. post-release hype i and, mean of people people really liking it you know
0: and I, th- I think it's probably an example of it maybe throws people off because it was much more of a like a crime drama Yeah. And so, you know, if someone is an Adam Sandler fan, they're like, when's it going to get funny? (laughs) I haven't laughed yet. (laughs) And it's, and it's real like intense. Like it almost like was anxiety producing for me to watch it because it's just real like, yeah, like moving around, but it was really well done. And big Nick had that one higher on the list than both of us, but only came in at number seven on our list. So the thing
2: here with this movie, yeah, I apparently the three of us have very different opinions of the <laughs> Adam Sandler movies. Cause I had Mr. Deeds at number three on my list and uncut gems at number four. Now uncut gems. I, I would, it didn't make me nervous to watch the movie and I knew in advance that it wasn't going to be a funny Adam Sandler movie. So I wasn't waiting for the laughs. There's almost no funny parts at all, to be honest with you. Uh, it's a very serious movie. Here's the thing why it got so high on me. One, I think it's a good movie, and I think his acting is really on display there and, and, and in full force. And so with, so is with the, a lot of the other characters as well. But it's one of those movies that, it, like, it, it's kind of a slow-moving movie. It ramps up. It builds up to something. And then I'll tell you what, the end, like the, the last 15, 20 minutes of that movie— haunted me for about yeah. five or six days like it yeah. haunted me for five or six days and i was out hanging out with somebody and i said those exact words to them and they said oh my god that's exactly what it did to me too so a very powerful film i recommend if you haven't seen it watch it and again as mr b said don't be sitting there waiting for the laughs, <laughs> <laughs> be sitting there waiting to be haunted for the next five or six yeah. days.
0: Rob Rob Schneider is not in this one. <laughs> no,
2: no. <Yeah. laughs>
0: he sat this one out. Yeah, so Uncut Gems at number seven. So when we get into our top six, so number six, we have The Longest Yard. Yeah,
2: so I love that The
0: Longest one. Yard, which was a remake of the older version with our man, Burt Reynolds. Uh, the longest lard, The Longest Yard, excuse me. Released May 2005, budget of like $90 million, So pretty oof, pricey film for even... That's 2005. Uh, box office, you know, $192 million. I saw a couple different numbers. But idea behind this is Adam Sandler plays like an ex-college football player that possibly threw a game for to shave points. He was arrested for like joyriding in his girlfriend's car <laughs> sent, sentenced to prison um of course in prison there's this whole thing where like the inmates are have a football team they're going to play the guards and then there's this whole thing of like them getting ready and um and then comedy ensues within the film you know
1: yeah i haven't seen that one in way too long man i i feel like i need that one didn't make my list and it, it maybe just because i i don't really remember it well, that all that well I mean am old so yeah I've seen it before but it's been a long time but um but yeah every time I'd see the cover for that movie I think a water boy <laughs> no it's <yeah. laughs> too mixed up you know what I mean it's like oh it's an Adam Sandler football movie it's Waterboy.
0: oh no it's not it's the longest short. but like some of the people in this thing so Adam Sandler Chris Rock uh, Mark's favorite guy Nelly uh oh, Burt yeah. R- Reynolds
1: Nelly's the running back
0: yeah. Give me a Band-Aid under my... Yeah. Uh, Terry Crews, uh, Bill Goldberg, Tracy Morgan, Michael Irvin, the wide receiver, uh, Bill Romanowski, Brian Bosworth, Steve Austin, Bob Berman, also Nick's buddy, uh, Jim Brome, Dan Patrick. I mean, there's like a lot of sports people in this, wow. so I thought that was really cool with the little cameos and all that good stuff.
2: All right. In this movie, you're going to see a reoccurring theme here, and that's my boy, Mr. Dan Patrick. Playing a police officer. So get ready for some more of that in the <laughs> Sandler movies. Uh, this was a great does he, one. Hold
1: on, Big Nick, but does he play as good of a police officer as Super Bad? Those out. two fine you gentlemen. Know. Those are the, the finest <laughs> officers in the history of law enforcement. I know we've talked about that one in a past episode,
0: but those might be the greatest uh, police. I, I do love some Dan Patrick in movies because he was one of my favorite Sports Center guys, and yeah. to see him doing a lot of comedies, it's just awesome. So he's an Ohio guy, isn't he? I think I, I don't know that, but he clearly is an Adam Sandler guy because Adam Sandler likes yeah. him a lot too. Well, and, and I only have one fun fact for Big Dick on this one, but so in this movie, it's the second time you Adam Sandler uses a Colonel Sanders reference. And I think it's because Adam Sandler and Colonel Sanders have the same birth date of September 9th. Really? The things we learn on the Big Kid Show. Big wow. Kid Research Team. Shout Nailed out, dog. It. His birthday, buddy. Yeah. So, all right. That's number six. The Longest Yard. Mm-hmm. That's
2: finger licking right. good.
0: Mm-hmm. So now we move on to our number five, which would be, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. <laughs>
2: nice.
0: <laughs> nice. All
2: right. This actually went much higher than five for me on uh, the Chuck and Larry here. And. Spoiler alert, Dan Patrick plays a police officer <laughs> in this movie as well. So yeah, apparently if you are casting police officers, Dan Patrick is your first phone call that you make. Now, He's your guy, Chuck and Larry, uh they are two firefighters and they um they get married. Uh they go up to Canada and they get married. And here's another thing. Rob Schneider, his his Character that he plays at the wedding chapel—it's like a circle, love it like a circle. You, now I've now pronounced you husband and husband. You may kiss the husband. He's like, Oh, look at your partner. Uh, His character is amazing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Schneider is so funny, and that's Mm -hmm. why he's in almost every Rob or Adam Sandler movie. Um, And and I've seen,
0: like, he was on the years back MTV Cribs, mm -hmm. and he's like, Oh, this is the house that Sandler built.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think I heard Sandler say in an interview once that Rob Schneider's the funniest guy he's ever met. Like, and, and so thus he has to have them in all the movies.
0: That's high praise from that is high praise. That's that quite is. comedic so.
2: though. Okay, so this full disclosure, this finished number two on my list, and everybody out there is going to be like, wow, Nick, you're really dumb. This movie finished number two that on your list. Make
0: you dumb, buddy.
2: No, here's the thing. The, what this movie points out to me is the camaraderie, the brotherhood amongst the, the firefighters one, yeah. and the yeah. sisterhood amongst the firefighters. And but here's the thing that's so important. These are two guys that that are best friends and they have each other's back so much so that they don't care what anybody else thinks. They don't care what anybody else thinks about them individually or together. And they decide, you know what? My friend is in need. I got his back. I'm going to do whatever I can for him. To me, it's like other than the fact that. Uh, Kevin James's wife passed away. It's a feel good movie from start to finish. It's it's the true meaning of friendship. You have each other's backs. You do whatever it takes to come through for your buddy. And I think that it reigns supreme and it comes loud and clear through in this movie. And the other thing, insert. Dan Aykroyd's speech at the end of the movie right here, right now, because that is inspiring. If 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 you got friends out there and you haven't called them in a long time or sent them a text in a while, watch that damn movie. And guess what? You're, you should be on their doorstep the next day saying, hey, bro, we need to go have a beer. Let's go watch a game together. I miss you, man. I miss you.
1: Who wouldn't be inspired by that speech? It's wonderful. I'm inspired. Absolutely, that that movie to me. So I had this one at seven, but it pained me to leave it out of my top six because I I really love this movie. And,
0: well, and for disclosure, f- I I had it at a zero. Oh, oh well,
1: it's Mr. B's fault. But, but hang on, I what kind tell of friend you guys,
0: are you? What kind of friend? Uh, come are on, I, you? I thought we were boys. Hey, I love you guys, and I would jump over your limp body when wood <laughs> was about to fall on you. But I'm sorry. But you won't break the rules
1: and raise your, (laughs) I pronounce you, Chuck and Larry rankings. I see how it is. I say this
2: to both of you right here and right now. If the city of New York, if the great city of New York were to deny your children life insurance benefits, I would marry both of you right now to make sure that your children had life insurance benefits. I, I, I would do that for you. Yes. And,
1: and then blushing. the comedy would ensue.
0: <laughs> and you can take that to the bank.
1: I now pronounce you the big kids I as one. I pronounce you Big
0: Nick and Big Mark and Mr. B. Yeah.
1: I, do,
2: I do also want to put in there, I have been drinking vodka for the last
1: hour. so. But we have to keep separate beds, Big Nick. That's my only stipulation if we're all getting married, separate beds. I don't like you guys that much. Well, for now, every- this <laughs> one was a, a, a super feel-good movie. Like, like you said, Nick, I think you watched this one and- it's just a fun movie to watch. You know what I mean? And and I feel like sometimes with Adam Sandler movies, you can feel a little bit like okay, this is either going to be really good or it's going to be really cheesy, right? He kind of has that type of right. yin and yang, right? I mean, he's got really funny movies and then he's got ones that are kind of you know that kind of bomb out. Sorry, Adam. It's just the truth. But this was one that just was literally a, a fun feel good movie to watch all the way through. And I think the, the, the chemistry between those two guys, just like from a friend perspective, you could tell they were having a blast recording that movie, right. And making that movie. So I think, I think it show showed in the, uh, in the final product. So
2: I approve. And I got one last thing to say about, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, Justin Timberlake. You are a lucky man, son.
1: You are a lucky man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well played, sir. Indeed, indeed. All right, so that was our number five. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. So moving on, we actually have a tie for number three. So we have three and four at tie. So the first one we'll go with is Billy Madison.
1: Billy Madison.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. This is – how did this – even
1: tie this should this was in my top two it should have been in my top two. although there's some stiff competition let's
0: let's do some full disclosure here Uh not did not make big nick's top 10 what yeah i think he he must have fell on his head (laughs) you're all in big trouble now
1: (laughs) 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 big nick you need to go back and re-watch this movie because i don't know what's wrong with you so (laughs) <laughs> Mr. B, you mentioned that um, he had a double platinum album, which, like, I think that album may have been my first real exposure to Billy Madison. I had the cassette tape. So did I. Of the, the Adam Sandler. And there's is, is that still the same one that had uh, the goat on yeah, it as well? Yeah. So I like, passed the goat around the mosh pit. <laughs> yeah, and, and it had, like, the hey, buddy,
0: dude. Yeah, Bro, dude, holy dude, Bro. my brother is in there. It's like,
1: have, <laughs> have have good time. Have good mosh pitting. Good, happy <laughs> mosh pitting. Oh, dude, there's so many, so many classics on that. I'm coming but, out of the booth. <laughs> coming out of the booth. <laughs> One of the ones you mentioned was Lunch Ladyland, yes. and that Lunch Lady. Is in person a cackling woman in a hairnet who loves her sloppy joes. And she is I know in how that you movie. love them.
0: Extra sloppy. Extra sloppy.
1: <laughs> Yesterday's oh, meatloaf is today's sloppy joe. Yeah. <laughs> slop slop sloppy joes. Um I mean there's there's a ton of like classic characters to me in this movie. There's the elementary school principal, so Max Anderson, and he's kind of like a side character. But he, he always reminds me of Newman. Like I always get him. Confused. <laughs> I think in Newman Newman's e- more, more evil twin. <laughs> Honestly, like if there was a doppelganger <laughs> for Newman, it was this guy. And it's kind of crazy um, because he is actually in real life. He is actually so Josh Mostel is, is the guy's real name. He is a man of hidden talents because believe it or not, gentlemen, he is an opera singer really believe that or not hey big kid show knowledge number one Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and he was a boy soprano with the metropolitan opera soprano very accomplished singer complete side note that has nothing to do with billy madison related to one of our last episodes i started watching the sopranos finally what took me so long anyway that's a whole other episode (laughs) um you got chris farley who is the unnamed bus driver and Billy Madison,
0: <laughs> she and my friend got, it, got it on. On.
1: <laughs> oh man. And there's so many, so many moments of like kids pushing him. And it's funny. Cause like my daughter's riding the bus to school now. And like, I see when she gets picked up, like all these kids and all I can picture is like, I'm waiting for the day that like a Chris Farley comes around the corner, driving the bus, like shut up back there. No yelling on the bus. <laughs> no yelling on the bus. <laughs> um, so here's the funny thing to me is that one of the, there's one of the scenes where he loses his cool and he's yelling at the kids and he's like mumbling and cursing under his breath. And he turns like, uh, I don't even know what color red that was completely improvised. Did yep. not, did not have that in the script. That's just all Chris Farley who I dearly, dearly miss. Cause God knows how many more funny comedy movies we would have had if that guy stuck around longer. Um, but uh, but yeah, you got Steve Buscemi. I mean, there's just there's so many different ones that are in there that are
0: hilarious. Um, Big Nick, what, what what's was your, wrong with you, man? What was your thoughts about the uh, the teacher that he is his the love interest? I had no
1: complaints. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought she was uh, pretty well. And, and she, it was kind of weird because I feel like she was in a bunch of movies up to to Billy Madison and maybe a little after and then kind of just disappeared. Like I don't think she's been in really anything as an older actress.
2: Well, that's because she's has- she's good looking but she's no Dan Patrick. I mean, let's face it. <laughs> she does not have a quality mustache. So
1: she didn't get the police officer role, okay. I guess. <laughs> but uh but no, I, obviously one of the funniest scenes is the scene where he throws the the dodgeballs at the kids so he comes out (laughs) and there's a kid that hits him in the face the first time and he gives the the legendary line of multiple places in the movie O'Doyle rules and then the teacher (laughs) walks him back out and the O'Doyle kid tries to throw it at him again and he catches it with his bare hand and he says now you're all in big trouble And I actually heard an interview with one of the ladies who worked on the set. And she's like, I got a phone call from Adam the night before. And she's like, he's like, I need you to have the guys on the set deflate the balls a little bit. And she's like, "What? Why? Why do you want to do I'm that?" I'm going to
0: pelt the hell out. He's of
1: like, them. "Cause I'm gonna, I'm gonna crush these kids tomorrow." I'm paraphrasing, but <laughs> and he went out and he literally made the kids cry, and it's hilarious because he was on like Dave Letterman or something like that, and he's like, "But look who those kids grew up to be." I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They're probably fine. (laughs) But, uh, but all the kids like crying and yelling out, those weren't like the kids acting. Supposedly it was him literally crushing those kids.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Love that movie. Yeah. love, there's a lot of these little funny scenes as he goes through school and the O'Doyle rules thing. And, um, yep. the, the, you know, you're not cool unless you pee your pants. So yeah, <laughs> um, lo- love that choice. We just, we got to get big Nick to watch uh, Billy Madison like seven times in a row. I got, just, as, as as I got one other fun fact for big Nick.
1: I got one other fun fact, big Nick. Cause I think he'll appreciate Boom. this. So do you guys remember the scene with, uh, Steve Buscemi? Who's got the to kill list.
0: what He's like, glasses? glad I called that guy. <laughs> yeah. Glad I called
1: that guy. So. I found the big kid research team. They dug deep, man. They like are They always it. do. They always do.
0: We're going to have and to give him a raise.
1: They informed me that the list that he's got is probably like 10, 12 names. You've got Billy Madison on there. All the other names on that list are the staff are members of the film crew.
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Quality, quality fact there, buddy. Right? Yeah, nice. So
1: he he's
0: got the uh, the whole film crew on his to kill list outside of uh, Billy. Big Madison. Nick, you're going to have to approve a five percent raise for the research team. Uh, uh, well,
2: theater. <laughs> here's the thing, it, it, raise. Approved, but we will figure out the percentage. Now, the thing here is, it's not that I didn't like this movie. I do like this movie. I just happen to like ten more of them. Hey,
0: th- better. And we and hey, we're in a place where you can have your own choices of what you like, buddy. I, and I appreciate that. That's yes. right. You're allowed to have your own opinion,
1: Nick. Except well, for just, in this case, and shame on you for not yeah. picking this movie and putting it in your top ten.
0: <laughs> All right. So, hey, that was Billy Madison. That's again tied for number three. So. The movie it was tied with was The Wedding Singer. All right. So The Wedding Singer released uh, February 98. Uh, Again, when we talk about budget and stuff, it's very interesting. This budget, 18 million. So when we go to the uh, one from 2005, 90 million. I mean, it's just crazy. And this one did quite well at the box office. It was like over 120 plus million. Uh, So that's whoever put money in that did well. <laughs> but, um, excuse me, uh Adam Sandler plays a kind of like he was a previous you know trying to be a rock star, got into wedding sink singing to make some money, uh was engaged to a woman, he was gonna get married, and then she stood him up at the altar, which is the ultimate ouch um so it's kind of him going through you know working at this place as a wedding singer and then he starts to fall in love with a woman that is a server there but she's engaged but their relationship <laughs> starts to grow and um, just kind of the shenanigans that go on throughout that it's you know very there's a lot of very 1980s references of uh, one that Big Nick would remember is his ex-girlfriend was wearing his Van Halen t-shirt and he's like take off my shirt otherwise yep. the band's gonna break up <laughs> 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 and of course like that was like right when the band broke up <laughs> That's um, hilarious. but uh, and then you know, towards the end, it's you know, if you haven't seen it by now, I'm just going to spoil it for you. But he's on a plane, he's sharing the story, and who comes to his aid? Billy Idol. Yes, we got and a friend
1: Brian out there that would he that's probably his favorite scene from the entire movie.
0: Yeah. BT me. BT shout there out. There you go. And so he's talking this in. Uh, ultimately, she's on the same flight as him. He's in first class. And he actually gets on the intercom and sings a song and you know, it's (laughs) as a happy ending, but I I really like that movie. I actually, I like the music a lot. So the music, um, the album, like the soundtrack did really well. I'm I'm trying to find my numbers here, but it just (laughs) had had tons of songs. I mean, obviously Billy Idol songs, a lot of very eighties music. There was a few songs that were done just by Adam Sandler. Um, that were like somebody kill me. I remember when he's playing the a song and mm-hmm. it's kind of intense. And uh, <laughs> the one I'm referring to when he's on the plane was Grow Old With You by Adam Sandler. Oh yeah. So yeah, I, I mean the hell, guy can write songs, no, you know. The, the uh the soundtrack went double platinum to me. It's two True. million it's two million album sales. So not too crazy. shabby. Not his
1: not his first or his only uh, double platinum. Yeah, so it's that's- It's funny that one kind of reminds me. So when you talk about you know being former rock star, and it kind of reminds me of School of Rock with um, with Jack Jack Black, Black, right? Like kind of a similar premise of like the there's something uh, maybe just the fact that uh, you know I'm a wannabe rock star. That uh, that storyline is always. I feel like there's a lot of laughs you can get out of that type of story.
0: Hey, Mark, you're not both those movies are good. You're a rock star. You're a rock star in my eyes, buddy thanks, buddy. So we got some fun facts real quick here. So this one was way out of left field. So Carrie Fisher, who played Princess Leia, she actually was someone that worked on the script script really, I, yeah, I guess apparently wow. she kind of got into script writing there, and she had done some other films like Sister Act, Last Action Hero. Um, and I was Always just like, nice. I was like, wow, she did that. The other one was so billy idol i guess was asked to do the cameo and he only did it because his son was an adam sandler fan really so his son was like you know he kind of figured he's like i'm gonna have to watch this damn movie anyway i might as well be, <laughs> in, as it. be in it <laughs> so he he did the cameo and i love the cameo because like uh his love interest uh soon to be ex-boyfriend like threatens billy idol and this big guy's like you don't talk to billy idol that way how are you doing sir You better get out of my way, Billy. You're gonna get hurt. Oh, yeah? Don't you talk to Billy Idol that way! (laughs) Let me peel the dishes and <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that scene. And apparently, oh, the movie did so well. It actually, there was a Broadway adaptation that actually ended up winning like five Tony Awards. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of the wedding singer? Yeah. yeah. It was like, it was like a, wow. I mean, it, it ran for a while. Like, uh, look, 284 performances before it ended his tour. So, man, that's I mean, it crazy. Was, yeah. So. The Wedding Singer. I well, mean, if you want to get into some 80s uh, singing and, hey, hence, there's an individual that I'm... Let me see if I can remember his name. Give me two seconds as we go through it. I
1: mean, it's hard to argue if you can turn oh, oh. something into a musical.
0: Alexis Arquette plays George, who is almost identical to Boy George. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just, just There's a lot of awesome little actors and scenes and stuff in it, so check it out the way that's awesome
2: well and i'll tell you what the the way that you described it makes me remember it's a movie i haven't seen in so long that i don't think i gave it a fair grade i think it should have been higher up on my list because big nick did not say top 10
1: i'll say it again i forgot this is more
2: like mr b's top six (laughs) billy idol alone is deserving of a top
0: seven no, no and, that. and that's what we love about our, our, our big kid computer has to compute all this. We were all over the place where Crazy had high. Yeah. So that was a tie for number three with Billy Madison. So now we get into we're getting into the sweet spot here, our number two. Dun, 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 dun. And that would be Happy Gilmore. Yes. Oh, I think yes.
1: I know what that leaves at number one. I yeah. hope and pray I know what that leaves <laughs> yeah. at number one,
0: which will make me so happy. I'm but the uh, guy ever. make me happy. I'm happy Gilmore. This hey, Patrick, God bless hang on, you. Hang on, Mark, just you know, it's, it's all in the hips. It's all in the hips.
1: Damn, crocodile took my hand. <laughs> so, this movie was a $12 million budget. And it earned $42 million. That's not a bad turnaround on investment right there. I'll put $12 we're, on that. We're
2: not going to see the same action on our number one choice. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. But, uh, but no, this is, I mean, if you haven't seen Happy Gilmore, uh, go to Blockbuster. I'm sure, you know, you, you still have one near you if you haven't seen it. <laughs> get it on,
0: get, rent it on Betamax,
1: too. There the you go, effect. Betamax. And, uh, I mean, it's a former hockey player. He goes to play golf after he finally figures out he can't make it into the league. Um, and the guy he has lo- the super drive, super drive. And he, and he's loosely based off of uh, one a, a childhood friend of Sandler's named Kyle McDonough. Um, I guess they both grew grew up together. Um, they would occasionally play golf, but this guy Kyle, like he always outdrove Sandler, and Sandler always said it was he attributed it to his hockey knowledge. Right. Um, Interesting side note, McDonough played, he never got in the NHL, but he went to play in the ECHL, which here in our hometown, I had an ECHL team right down the street and that's what turned me into a hockey fan. And the fact that this this movie had hockey involved, I remember watching the clip and I think the first part of the clip is him playing hockey. And I was like, Adam Sandler playing hockey. I want to go see this movie. And then it turned into golf and I was like,
0: huh? Do but you remember he, he held well, two? Re- he held two records in high school. Do you remember what they were? Oh, I don't. First one, most penalty minutes. Minutes. Second one, only guy to take a skate off and try to stab somebody. Try to stab somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's good stuff. And this one, you know, this one has some pretty good cameos in it. So, you know, the first obviously is. Um, Shooter McGavin. Oh, right? that's I mean, not a
0: cameo; that's a starring role. Well, man.
1: that's true; it's a starring role with um, with Mr. McDonald, uh, who almost turned down the role of Shooter McGavin because he had been playing a bunch of villains. I think I've mentioned this on one of yeah, our other episodes.
0: We've clearly talked about this movie many times. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Um, and then we've got Bob Barker, who I know I mentioned this on one of our uh, past episodes, but it's worth repeating. He would not do the movie until they reworked the scene to allow. Bob Barker to beat the crap out of Gilmore in a fight. Why, you ask? Because he was being trained by his neighbor. Who could his neighbor be, Mr. B? Do you remember who his neighbor was? Wow, Bruce Lee. Close. Chuck Norris. Oh, wait.
0: Why did I say Bruce Lee? I don't know. I was even alive then? Carlos
1: Norris. (laughs) I I made that up. Chuck Norris is going to show up at your house in two seconds and set you straight, Mr. B. Um, but yeah, Bob Barker wanted to show off his skills from, from Chuck Norris. So yeah, that's a great, that, that fight between him and Adam Sandler actually won as illegitimate as it sounds in today's standards, an MTV movie award, which at the time was a big deal. That was a really big big deal. deal, but, um, Sandler and Barker both showed up. And this quote, I I got to repeat from Adam Sandler. He said, I'd like to thank Bob for being 72 years old and still letting me punch him in the face. I
0: thought that was a
1: great quote.
0: I can't believe you're a professional golfer. I think you should be working at the snack bar. You better relax, Bob. There is no way that you could have been as bad at hockey as you are at golf. All right, let's go.
1: You like that, old man? You want a piece of me?
2: I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing.
0: Now you're going to get it, Bobby.
1: Price is wrong, bitch.
2: I think you've had enough. No. Now you've had enough.
0: Bitch. I I, I I rewatched that clip recently because I knew oh. we were with the big kid computer and it's So good. It's awesome. We'll even try to see if we can. Uh yeah, it's it's
1: awesome. Yeah. Uh you got Carl Weathers who plays Happy Gilmore's mentor, Chubbs. Um, obviously he's famous from Rocky, the Rocky series, playing and, Apollo and Creed. Predator. Yeah, Predator and Action Jackson. Uh-huh. If you want to go deep track on uh some Carl Weathers. So um but yeah, it's, that was kind of an out of the ordinary for Chubbs to do. So that was cool. And um, the, the Chubbs getting his arm bitten off was actually a bit of an in-joke to the Predator movie that you just mentioned, Mr. B, <laughs> because he gets his right arm blown off in that Arnold Schwarzenegger flick. And then the last one I'm going to mention, Francis Bay, who plays Happy's beloved grandma, yes. who can forget his grandma now she's, she's
0: so old she's too old she's too old
1: so big nick this is a shout out to you what of your favorite sitcoms did francis bay star in and it starts with an s Hmm. big nick what's your favorite Steinfeld. sitcom correct <laughs> All nailed it. Now if, I, you nailed if you haven't, if you haven't seen this episode, I had to go back and look up the clip. It's freaking Mm-mm. hilarious. Mm-mm. She buys a bag of marble rye from yes. the bakery. <laughs> yes, she and did. Seinfeld tries to buy it off of her. She says no, and he, and he runs up and her. tries to steal it. And He's like, Ah, shut up, you old bag! And you he old runs bag. off
0: with it <laughs> <laughs> runs off with her. So, like so think about it. she got her bread stolen, and then she got her house stolen. Man, she's having a rough day. That's a rough episode of Seinfeld right there. She, so. she always plays a 90-year-old woman. so. <laughs> yeah.
1: But she was actually awesome in that movie. Yes. Great great movie all around. Um, probably one of the funniest, I think probably the funniest Happy Gilmore in a leading role of any of the movies he's made. So.
0: Hey, and just so you know, Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Did have a beard. All right. So Happy Gilmore was our number two. Mm -hmm. So we move on to the most important. Big kids computed number one. And that would be the, the greatest film ever made by Adam Sandler. That would be Airheads.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what's johnny mess- doing out on a tuesday night johnny can't read johnny can't write johnny just don't understand yeah.
0: this this one we all had on the snare drum we, we all had rated quite high big nick was his number one mark oh, and i had, had this as our number three so it was up there yes. so where did you one, have it mr b Same with you. We had a number three. Okay. Yeah. So it was a landslide. Number one with points. So airheads, big Nick hit us with some knowledge.
2: Oh my goodness. Here's the thing with this movie. Uh, this is the one that we chose as our number one, and it's probably the only Adam Sandler movie that lost a bunch of money at the <laughs> box
0: office. Hey, we don't care about money; we care about quality. That's
2: right. the The, the budget was eleven point two million, and they came in at a at a very soft, disappointing five point eight million mm. at the box, but. Oof. You know what? It's not about that, as Mister B points out. Cult. It's about us, and we're the big kids, and we pick what is the best here on this show. If you don't yeah, like right. it, go create create your own show, and you can do whatever the hell you want on that show. But guess what? This show you can
1: call Reese Cups uh, Candy Bars if you want to.
2: This <laughs> this movie rings true for all three of us. I think you know. I spent yes. I spent probably three years of my life in a, in a heavy metal rock and roll band that I thought was going to be something someday, and and. It, this to me to watch three guys break into a radio station <laughs> and demand with with squirt guns that their demo guns, be played man, on pebble. air. The squirt guns
0: are filled with hot pepper
2: sauce, though. That's right. <laughs> that, Very that's, deadly. It's quasi lethal. To demand that their demo be played on the air just to get some airplay. I dreamt of airplay. I remember when my band got some airplay at 10 30 PM on a Sunday night when nobody was listening at all. And I thought, you know what? I should have showed up with a damn square gun full filled with pepper spray. And I could, I could have taken over the joint. But anyway, this is, this to me is interesting though, too, because you see Adam Sandler and Steve Buscemi team up for the first time. Yeah. And this soundtrack is arguably in Big Nick's humble opinion you could argue that this is the second or third best soundtrack of all time of it's, any it's, movie ever made it's
1: quite good it is very fantastic. Good. fantastic
2: it's really good the cameo appearances are amazing in this movie you got Joe Montana. you got Brendan Fraser who's the main character you got Steve Buscemi and Adam Sandler who are in the band with with Brendan Fraser you have Chris Farley the the late great Farley is the in roadie. this movie you have yep. Lemmy. You have so many like quotable moments in this movie too. I oh, wait. Get- excuse me. He was a police officer. I'm sorry. That's right. You also have yeah. He played Officer Wilson. Uh, you have Michael Richards, who is the accountant that's like climbing <laughs> through the ductwork in the in the movie.
0: Oh, hang on. <laughs> and, and you mean Kramer? Come on. Let's not right. call him Mike or- Yeah. You have David
2: Arquette. You have Rob Zombie. You have Kurt Loader. Now, now Kurt there's going to be people that, listening that are like, track. "Who the hell's Kurt Loader?" Kurt Loader was the face and voice of MTV News for the three of us when we were kids. Yes, MTV News would pop on breaking news. Yeah, I, th- that was the best news. <laughs> you like once, once or twice an hour, you would get MTV News would just break in. And they would tell you something that had only to do with the music world. And Kurt Loder was right there. He was like stiff as a board wearing a suit. <laughs> he didn't seem to fit onto MTV. But like you loved them. You just loved them for some reason. And I, I love the soundtrack. I love the movie. I love what the movie was about. These three guys trying to get big. Hold on, hold
1: on Big Nick. You know I, I got to say something about Kurt Loder here. Kurt Go Loder was the Walter Cronkite of music news. And I just got to point that out. Yeah. And that is be very clear about Kurt Loder's role in the music world. Hey, no, no fake <laughs> news I didn't mean to interrupt Kurt you Loder. there, but that was very important to, to point out.
2: Well, I don't, I don't want to get sad here, but I believe that it was uh, Kurt Cobain's suicide that I learned from Kurt Loder.
0: Yeah, uh, me I remember no, him I, I, think, me that. I think
1: me too. I uh, I agree. I think anything music related during like the late '80s and all through the '90s, Kurt Loder was the guy to break it to me.
0: Well, in our age, I mean, it was kind of if you had to pick a channel at the time, it was MTV because that was yeah. when they they actually showed music. Videos and then every once in a mm-hmm. while a news thing would chime in, and usually it was not good news. <laughs> it would be unless you subscribe to Rolling Stone or something, <laughs> which yeah, be, I don't think any of us had any money for that. So, nope. <laughs>
2: but, <laughs> Harold I mean, Ramis big, had, a, had a, a cameo appearance in there, and the, here's an interesting little uh tidbit. Um, so White Zombie, the band Ro- White Zombie is in the movie, they're playing in uh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're playing in a bar scene, mm-hmm. and Metallica, Cannibal Corpse, and Testament were all approached to play in the bar scene, but all declined to appear. Now, Cannibal Corpse, this would have been a huge major step up for their <gasps> their career. <laughs> uh, Metallica, obviously, by 1994, didn't need any help; they were on top of the world. Yeah, Testament, yeah. people forget Testament ni- mid 80s out of. Uh, out of Berkeley, California, uh, if I remember correctly, very underrated heavy metal band uh, from from oh, the mid eighties. I, I love don't think Mesa they're underrated. Testament. I
0: think they're great, but yeah, a lot of people
2: don't know them. So, yeah. and yeah, or or maybe not remembered as well. The other thing here too for you, Howard Stern fans, Stuttering John. The old character that used to be on Howard Stern, Stuttering John, he is, has a cameo in the movie and his band. He was only on Stern, basically, because he thought his band would get signed and get big. Same reason that these guys are holding pistols at the radio station and airheads. They just want their <laughs> music to get played so they get signed. Stuttering John has a song on the album, which is actually a really good song. The, the soundtrack is incredible. I love this movie. This movie is what I thought my life was going to be when I was playing
1: it. I was not
2: in a. I, I was not in a band yet in '94 when the movie came out, but uh,
0: in the late I, '90s. Hey, Big Nick, I disagree. We were in a band. It was called Ass Bag,
2: and there was also another band we were in called the uh, the Lumberjacks. You remember yes. that one? Uh, but uh, that's wolf. a whole different story for a whole different <laughs> show. But uh, the this movie to me is is rock and roll from top to bottom. Yes. My two favorite quotes Uh, one from Joe Montana when uh, Brandon Frazier is offered, finally offered the record contract. Uh, to do some records for some bullshit uh, record label that probably just wants to take his money and exploit the situation because they they have a hostage
1: situation where a crowd yeah. gathers outside. And no now press the is bad, or bad press, you know,
2: now the Lone Rangers are actually something that people want to listen to. And so he's offered a record contract. And Joe Montana goes, I love this guy. He wipes his ass with his record contract. <laughs> and then uh, I forgot about that. my other favorite line is. uh Here's a question. Who's bigger? Lemmy or God? Now, Lemmy is the singer of Motorhead
0: and yes. everybody and loves Lemmy. Lemmy is God <laughs> trick
2: question. Lemmy is God. Yeah. Uh and, and Lemmy makes an appearance in that as well. So I, I mean, this this movie, this soundtrack, everything about it holds a very special place in my heart, and always it's will. And I classic. and and Adam Sandler was freaking perfect to play the drummer.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and what again? If we're going back to Adam Sandler, was he was like the uh, they even I think quoted him as like he's the quiet cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he was he was not very outspoken. He always had like sleeveless shirts on, even like. The uh, secretary, when they have held, held hostage, like he ends up banging her in the office. <laughs> That's right. A little condom and, hat on his head. But I, but I remember my favorite thing was he was like he's like I want a drum set that can go underwater so I can go upside down and play drums. <laughs> and and so uh, we always joke about that with any drummers we have in our band. It's like, all right, can you go underwater upside down and play drums? If not, no you're out. Yep. Um, but yeah, well, I love. It, go ahead, Mark.
1: I was going to say, this one's kind of a time-specific piece because if you think about it... Mid-90s, baby. Like, when this came out, the radio station was the only option. Like, if you didn't get on the radio as a rock band, you weren't doing anything. Right. Like, today, the equivalent would be them holding up at the Spotify offices, and they'd be like, uh sir, you just have to submit it through your distribution and <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be on Spotify. Be we, like, we can't we can't help you. But yeah, sorry for
0: the inconvenience. <laughs> you are exactly right, Mark. Yeah, because this was the You couldn't of, make it like, today. Peak of MTV and radio. I mean, even I mean, yeah. honestly, even CDs were just getting really popular in like the mid 90s. I mean, yeah, you know, that was when people were transitioning out of tapes, and yeah, you only got your music through the radio. So yeah, I mean, well it's, played. It,
1: it definitely was uh, was very specific to that time, but no, th- this one deserves to be number one. I yeah. There's a little bit of drama, there's an endless comedy. I mean love it, it. honestly, it's just just go watch it again. I want to go watch it again. I'm gonna have I to find watch a, right a streaming. I know. i uh, once we get done. I'm about to cook some dinner and eat oh. some or watch some uh, some airheads. Oh, I mean, love it. Real baby. quick
2: on the soundtrack, Motorhead, Ice T four non-blondes white zombie and i'm talking the good stuff from white zombie back in the day (laughs) you know uh here's one thing i want to point out and i'm gonna i'm gonna make a few enemies here and i don't mind making a few enemies along the way but um the the first album from white zombie was the best i don't care what anybody yes La Sexa Cristo Devil Music Volume One. Boom, son, yep. that is their best album. And uh, Anthrax, Primus, Candlebox, Prong, The Lone Rangers, which is the fictitious band from <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> from the movie. Greatest band ever. Stuttering John. Hey, let's not forget the Ramones. The great A-Rumbo. Ramones also making an appearance on the soundtrack. I freaking loved this movie i loved it in 94 and i've loved it every year since then
1: and in hindsight like if you told me that you were going to make a movie with steve buscemi and <laughs> adam buscemi, sandler and Brendan frazier yeah like i'd be like no you're not going to do that
0: <laughs> it's gonna be awful no, no it
1: wasn't it Dang. was one of the greatest movies
0: so we're going to the big kid research team will ask the higher ups and be like, hey, can we get a retreat time? We need some downtime to watch yep. airheads together with some popcorn. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch up. party. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Airheads, number one. So let's run through our massive list of honorable mentions that got votes but didn't make it real quick here. And I'm going to start from the top to the last bottom. So boom, we have funny people. Yes. Good murder. Movie. Murder mystery. Little Nikki. Anger management. Grownups. Rain over me. Bulletproof. Spanglish. Click. And then that's my boy. Whew. That's a long list. And that's my boy. That was my number 10 only because Vanilla Ice was in it. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Collaborate and listen. So, gentlemen. Last thoughts before we wrap up this amazing Adam Sandler-Rankham? I think that's a good list.
1: I mean, normally my list is a little closer to what we end up with, but I don't think I can argue with the way things turned out. I think that's a solid, solid top 10. I
0: mean, we were, I I love that we all voted all over the, excuse me, all over the place. I mean, it was, there was literally some where Mark and I had super high and Nick didn't vote and vice versa. So I love that. I mean, it's, Um, Keeps it interesting. uh, Yeah, big kid computer. It's like it's like an IBM you know supercomputer. I mean, honestly, listeners, just you know, it costs us seventy two thousand dollars a year to maintain this computer. No big deal. (laughs) Yeah. Luckily, one of us works in IT. Yeah. (laughs) His name his name rhymes with Schmark. (laughs) So hang on, let's we're gonna end it with this here. I got I have an Adam Sandler quote that we're gonna Mm. end the show with here. Already, I like it. So. My name is Adam Sandler. I'm not particularly talented. I'm not particularly good looking, yet I'm a multimillionaire.
1: Who, can you say it any better than that? Hey, Adam, I would trade you bank accounts right now, sir.
2: You know what, though? <laughs> I And I hate to disagree with uh, Adam Sandler here. I, I do think he's particularly talented. And no, I do I, think he's particularly yeah. smart. I think he's just a humble individual. He does seem and, humble. And I mean, as far as looks go, me and him look very similar, so I'm not going to say that he's a great looking man. Uh, but uh, you know, I do think that he's he's just being humble, and he I think that's who he is. I think he's a regular guy that loves his family, likes to hang out with his family, shoot some basketball, eat some pizza, make some music.
0: He's a he's a pretty good musician
2: too. No, he's he, a very he talented. Is, he, is. Musician. he
0: is, and, and I, I agree with you, Big Nick. I think he's being humble that he. I mean, a lot of times. Make it to that level, you've probably got some lucky breaks as well. Yeah. But he's met the right people, he's made the right things. But he's I mean, I love seeing clips of him like playing street basketball in New York with just random people. How the awesome thing, would that be to be able to play a game of basketball with Adam Saylor? And he's he's actually relatively good at basketball. Pretty good. I mean, yeah. He's got some skills.
2: The one thing that he does not mention in there that he doesn't shoot down himself in that statement. I believe that he's in an incredibly hard working guy and and, and a As smart working guy you have, to be, guy. Yes, you have exactly. to be at that level you have exactly so kudos so. to him and i'm glad that we are able to to sing his praises and pay yeah. homage to him today with this Rankum. Uh, and i know we had varying degrees of what we thought his different movies were but i think that it's all it's all in celebration of his fantastic career and the hard work that he's done
0: well played cheers to adam saylor you are, thank you for all the laughs, and we are the Big Kid Show. Oh
2: Booyah!